This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. This week, I'm joined by three Phantom Zone prisoners, Brian Murray. Kneel before Zod. <laughs> Kate Lamphere. Hi. And Paul Chasley. Hey there, true believers. <laughs> it, this is episode 270 of I Read Comic Books. This is our sixth anniversary annual episode. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing things probably a little bit different. We're not really going to be talking about a comic book specific topic. Instead, we are going to be talking about ourselves because, God damn it, we've done five years of this show. And I think we deserve talking about ourselves. We do this every year. It's honestly just a great thing for us to do in order just to reflect on everything that we've done for the past year, everything that our listeners have done to make this show amazing. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of stuff to announce today. I hope you get excited. We've got a bunch of merch dropping right now. You can head over to shop.ircbpodcast.com when this comes out on Wednesday and you can see all the fantastic new stuff for the people in the Discord chat that are listening right now. <laughs> It's not up because I need to hit the publish button. But nonetheless, <laughs> if you uh, if you head over and do that, we also have another huge announcement that we're going to be making after the break. But before we get to all that really cool stuff, let me ask the question that I've been asking for years and years now. How have you been and how have comic books been? Let's start with you, Brian. I've been good. Um, in lieu of reading my new comics that have continued to pile up over the last year or so, uh, I did go back and reread Giant Days Volume 8, mm. um, which I know I've talked about this show a million times since it came out, but mm -hmm. uh, it is still very good. And Volume 8 especially is, I think, like the, the, the moment that Giant Days kind of became a great emotional story for me, as opposed to just sort of like the fun slice of life book that I read, uh, there is a a big like emotional gut punch at the end of this book. Um, and I, in rereading it, I remembered reading, I think it's issue 32 in, in single issues. And being like, no, well, this can't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's been really fun to, to go back and revisit that. Yeah. This, I mean, this series is amazing. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're rereading it and still enjoying it after a second read through because my, my worry with books like this that are so good when you first read them is that their novelty can kind of wear off. Um, but I'm glad to hear it. It sounds to me like you're, you're saying it's still just as good as the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, cool. Um, how about you, Paul? What's uh, how have you been? How have comic books been? Uh, I've been good. Um, for those curious, here in West Michigan, the weather it finally stopped snowing, but it still seems pretty cold outside. Um, so I'm mm. spending my day inside for now, cooped up, cuddling with my dog, hopefully reading some comics. Um, I'm eternally like two weeks behind on everything, so I can't give an update on right. the current state of DC's future state, the current state of future state. Um, but <laughs> I, I read a lot of Eternals comics lately, which I wanted to talk briefly about. I finished the original nice. uh, Jack Kirby series from 1978 that ran 19 issues. And in the great tradition of Kirby's New Gods, uh, it never it gets canceled before it can reach a satisfying conclusion. And um, he's forced to include characters he doesn't want to in the book. So it's a typical 70s Kirby book. All that being said, I really love the concept of the Eternals. It's a very Jack Kirby concept. What if the characters from classical mythology were immortal super beings created by these space gods, the Celestials? That's great stuff, you know, and he draws the shit out of it, obviously. Like, the, it looks amazing. So that's a fun read. And then when I finished that, I noticed that the 2006 miniseries 
uh, Eternals reboot that Neil Gaiman and John Romita Jr. did was on Hoopla. So mm-hmm. I started reading that. And where Kirby asks that big question of what if, you know, classical mythology characters were super powered, super beings, uh, Neil Gaiman adds the sort of improv, yes, and what if those characters were really dull and boring? Um, so it's a, very, <laughs> it's a very different experience. Obviously, Gaiman's not the same writer as Kirby, uh, for better or for worse, uh-huh. depending on your your uh, your taste, I guess. Um, but the story is that the Eternals have all forgotten that they were Eternals. They're living their lives as regular people, and the story is them remembering their glory, you know, as Eternals. And it's, you know, there's so much there for Gaiman to work with. He loves mythology. He can riff on these characters from all pantheons of mythology and connect them all. But it's not doing the sort of big Kirby grandeur, obviously, that I kind of expected, which is a shame because you have John Romita Jr. who is born to draw giant space gods. You know, like he's the perfect guy for that. So mm-hmm. I'm only four issues in. I think it's a seven issue series, but it might turn around at the end. But so far, I'm a little underwhelmed by Neil Gaiman's take on the Eternals, I got to say. Hmm. That tracks hmm. with every Neil Gaiman experience I've had. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> going to say it, but so far that's been my experience hey. as well. So, um, on the other I'll hand, I'll alone on this hell if I have to. <laughs> we can only have so much beef with so many creators on this show, guys. Okay, all right. Where are we? Cut? Where do we draw the line? That's all I'm asking. Hey, you know what? 2021, and we're coming in hot. So uh, that's the way to start off. I all guess. all so. vegan beef this year. <laughs> that's right. That's I like right. it. Yeah. 2021. Um, Brian fights Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On a much different note, I also finally read Reckless, the uh, OGN by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips with colors by Jacob Phillips. Um, no, anyone that listens to the show regularly knows how I feel about Brubaker and Phillips. They can kind of do no wrong for me. It's like, it's like a brand new record by your favorite band. You know exactly what it's going to sound like when you put it on and yet it's still satisfying, you know, that never mm-hmm, disappoints mm-hmm. you, you know. They're still doing it. I really like this new format that they're experimenting with, where instead of a serialized, you know, issue by issue story, they're basically publishing three uh, hardcover OGNs over the course of the year that'll tell the story. And I mm-hmm. like that format because it fits what they're doing right now, especially since this book in particular feels like Ed Brubaker riffing on the crime fiction novels that he grew up reading, like uh, stuff by Richard Stark, who created the Parker character, uh, Jim Thompson, that kind of stuff which I went through a period of reading myself a few years ago. So I know the beats and the rhythms of those stories. He's really nailing it and introducing a new sort of pulpy character in Ethan Reckless. It's, it's all stuff that works for me. And you tell, you can tell Brubaker and Phillips really like that stuff too. So it, it, it's perfect, you know? Um, And I just want to give a special shout out to Jacob Phillips on color. I really liked his colors on pulp, Mm. the last book that they did together. And this book is just as good. There are some really interesting choices that, you don't notice at first glance, but when you kind of scan across the page, like, oh, that's a really interesting color choice. It enhances things without being distracting. And it's it's such a subtle, masterful touch. It's great stuff. Yeah. I, again, I can go on and I have gone on in the past, but Brubaker and Phillips, mm-hmm. both Phillipses working together is pretty much my jam. So obviously I loved this book. Definitely. I, I've I've been staring at the the OGN just sitting on my shelf since I picked it up, like yeah. right, I think the week after it came out, and I just haven't sat down to actually, you know, really take the whole book in. I, I really try to take my time with those books because I know I'll just fly through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll have to pick that up this week just because I, you know, hearing what I expected to be the, the <laughs> praise that this book was going to have. So um, 
yeah, I, it's glad to hear that it's still consistently good. I mean, there there's something to be said that, you know, about these old pulp books, you know, people yeah. would buy them, you know, by the dozen and they would just come out consistently. And you, you know, you've got this old trope of like the dad who sits on his chair and he reads crime novels over and over and over um, mm-hmm. or just tons and tons of crime novels. I mean, it's, it's fun to see Brubaker and Phillips kind of becoming that, but in the, like the OGN format yeah. um, where we're just going to maybe get like another five years worth of them just dropping two to three graphic novels like a year that are just kind of in this crime universe they, maybe they're not even related they're just crime books yeah. uh, i think that's really exciting yeah as far as i can tell i mean they're all going to follow this this main character ethan reckless but what's nice is they seed a bunch of stuff in this book where they can take this story in a lot of different directions so they've kind of already set up you know a lot of different versions of this character they can riff on you know and, mm-hmm. and again, yeah, I picked this up right when it came out and it kind of sat on my shelf until I was ready for it. So make sure in the right mind frame, you can give the attention it deserves because uh, it's a great book. So It's good to hear. Uh, Kate, what about you? What, how have you been? How have comic books been? Good. I finally uh, dug something out of my giant to read stack in my living room. Um, and that was, for goodness sake, volume one and then volume two. I backed both Yo. of these on Kickstarter. Um, they're Yo. by Kaylin Smith, who only lives like two hours from me. So I became familiar <laughs> with her through comic book conventions and then also my younger brother that follows her on Twitter and everywhere mm. else. Um, this book is about a young woman who is traveling cross country in her modified school bus and has to save a cursed demon man from some bikers. Um, and then he ends up traveling with her as they unravel like his backstory and then the complications of the curse and then the recent losses in her life. Um, so it becomes very emotional by the end of volume one, whereas it started as just like a romp, basically a fun, a fun right. time. Right. And I read Kaylin Smith's other, uh, fairly recent book plume and in each of these volumes there's like an easter egg to that book so that was mm-hmm. really fun to see that made me very happy that i have like kind of followed her comic book career a little bit <laughs> kate are, i think you and i are both like unintentionally following the same creators i think you must be retweeting stuff or something and i'm just like yeah i'll back that on kickstarter like over and over and over <laughs> excellent <laughs> Because, yeah, Plume and, and for goodness sake, I'm pretty sure I bought, I got like digital copies of both of those books. Yeah, I I really like this creator. And she's done a few things with like slightly larger publishers. And not all of her stuff is is self-published through Kickstarter. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see like like who else she ends up working with in the future. Um, and then also just more of what she does. Yeah, I mean, me too. I have yet to sit down and read any of those books. But uh, I've heard good things. <laughs> So I'm glad to hear this is this is a good read. It's I've been I've been slowly trying to comb through all of my Kickstarter backed books over like I I feel like I say this every couple of weeks on the show, but I'm actually trying to make a conscious effort to to actually read all the stuff that I've backed on Kickstarter that I like saw a sample of. I was like, oh, this looks nice. Here's five bucks or here's ten bucks for the digital trade. Um, because when it's digital and it's Kickstarter, it just like it just disappears from my mind. I'm like, yeah, that's ten dollars that I'll spend in thirty days. Who cares? Yeah, um, same. You know. I, uh, I have also been backing a couple of other things on Kickstarter, which is not like my usual thing. I don't just get on Kickstarter and back stuff, except, you know, that one time when I did. And I keep, I keep getting <laughs> emails about them. I'm like, all right, I have more books that just aren't on a shelf. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, for me this week, uh, it's been all over the place. I, you, I, if you follow us, follow me, or you follow the show on social media, we've been talking about this episode nonstop because I'm very excited about it. Um, I, I, we're we're 
we've got a lot of stuff planned for the second half of the show, as I said. But let me let me talk about what I've been reading. Um, like I said, I've been trying to sit down and read a bunch of Kickstarter stuff. I read this Agents of the Realm book that I think I talked about last week. Um, but I, the other thing I, I talked, I, I sat down and read, read was uh, this Aster of Pan graphic novel that I backed on Kickstarter. Uh, this is by a French creator named Merwin. Uh, it's an OGN about the the world has fallen into this dystopian state and uh in order to save this small island country where our main character pan um lives she has to participate in a dodgeball contest <laughs> with um other countries particularly this one very elitist com- or country that has like you know they've been spending their whole lives trying to train for this thing it feels very much like hunger games but with dodgeball and there's this very kind of fun dynamic feel to the whole book while it's very serious um in one aspect on the other hand it's just the art style itself is very exciting and cartoony um it feels extremely french to me i don't know how else to explain it um like there is this layer of like melancholy that just kind of exists across the whole first third of the book that really sets your mind up to kind of chill the fuck out before things get action-packed um but the action is very dramatic and it follows a very good like very solid cadence that doesn't feel overwhelming and it doesn't make you fly through the pages it forces you to kind of stay um, on each page appreciate each little bit and piece of the art Um, and there are pages in this book that will just floor you Um, I know that there's a whole thing about how French artists are treated and and they kind of live their lives quite differently than how we do things here in the United States and I think when you look at this book you can tell how much time and effort and patience and love went into every single page of the book. Um, and so, yeah, from beginning to end, this is a fantastic book. I'm, I'm really excited to get my hardcover copy in a couple of weeks, um, which is kind of the reason that prompted me to read this digital copy, just because I wanted to see what it looked like to make sure that I you know, spent the right amount of money and that it was worth it. But um, also, like I, I knew this was going to be good. Just some of the preview art was really exciting. Um, so I'm very excited to see what the, the printed edition of this is going to look like because um, the digital copy is beautiful. I posted a screen cap on Twitter um, a couple days ago about it, and I was just I was totally floored by it. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend it. If you guys are looking for like an interesting OGN from a creator, from um, someone, something that you probably wouldn't have checked out otherwise, I highly recommend this Aster of Pan. Uh, it's a fantastic book. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the book that I feel like everybody on my Twitter timeline has been talking about. And it's probably just because I follow the, the, the main creator, um, Zach Thompson. But this is I Breathe the Body number one. Um, the cover of this book is absolutely disgusting and terrifying because it looks like someone's body folded inside out and it's gross. Um, the artist Andy McDonald is spectacular. Like his art is tremendous. Um, but I definitely expected a lot more body horror out of this book than what we got in the first issue. Um, some of the implications of what's going to happen or this, our main character uh, whose name escapes me, his past is uh, implies that we're going to see some reflections back on his past that are very, uh, horrific um but the story kind of follows these these two handlers of this social media giant um who's he's an influencer in this weird dystopian world where this company has invested on what they call human futures um and if i don't know if you're if you're familiar with like the phrase futures of something but it's basically betting on resources um to determine how much money that they can make like currently in california they're betting on or they're putting money into water futures because water is a scarcity um in california and it's very very disgusting that people would do that but that that's the world that we live in. So this comic kind of takes that idea and puts it, you know, moves it even further into the extreme of insanity. Um, And 
overall, I, I, I feel like this story is going to be about some sort of rough human connection to the metaphysical and what is a human body and what is the value of a human um, in general, which is kind of scary in itself. Um, but Zach Thompson uh, has done things in the past that I trust him to like tell a story that's going to break me mentally, but also like make me think really hard. Um, the other book that he did uh, with Lottie Nadler, I think, um, that I can't think of. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows it off the top of their head uh, from Black Mask and where, where people were basically living inside of each other's heads kind of really screwed me up. <laughs> so uh, I'm willing to try anything else that, they, that this guy is going to come into me. That's what it's called. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. This book seems like it's going to be in that vein of, of kind of trying to break your mind through the comics medium. And I'm ready to, to see that happen. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I was curious about this book because I, I think just like you, Mike, I saw a lot of images popping up on my social media feeds, and uh, it was very uh, Hellraiser esque. All of the images I was seeing, which piqued my interest. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, might have to check it out. I will say the first the first issue doesn't really have any of that. Okay. There is this there's a strange sequence at the beginning, but otherwise it's I, I think you know it's an issue one. It's trying to establish some things before it really right. tries to fuck you up. So. Um, <laughs> I'm ready for that to happen. Essentially, sure. like I expected to get from the get go to just be knocked around quite a bit. Um, but I think this is probably going to. My guess is it's going to be a six issue series or something, or maybe it's yeah. going to be longer. Who knows? Hmm. Again, I, I haven't I haven't looked much into it beyond just the constant talking about it and people screaming, "This is a perfect comic book." <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it's it is a good read. Okay, so hmm. if yeah, I, I would recommend it. All right. Yeah, let's let's move on to our comic picks for this week. Comics are dropping on January twenty seventh. 2021 what are you guys excited for this week uh i'm gonna throw this back to kate yeah um brian had his staple of giant days and i have my staple of firefly <laughs> so here we go <laughs> uh new sheriff in the verse volume two is coming out this week this is by greg mm-hmm. pack and lalit kumar sharma um volume one was a really good time the captain mal was predictably made a sheriff of a town except all sure. of his friends are still outlaws um so, you know, they get up to, to, to some hijinks and he has, you know, this like moral quandary of who he sides with and such. Um, and I'm glad that this that this title is still running. And I appreciate that they're trying to keep everything in canon with the show. And so far, everything is in canon with the Dark Horse comics. But we'll see how how that uh, turns out as their like timeline tightens, because there was only so much time between the show and the movie that they can possibly fill in. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm having a good time with it as it's, you know, as it's coming out. Um, I also want to mention Loot Number One. This is by Don Handfield and Richard Rayner. And then the artist is Kaylin Smith, who I was just talking about. Um, same artist as For Goodness Sake and Plume. This seems to be a modern story about a kleptomaniac turned treasure hunter. I got real like Indiana Jones vibes from from the description. And the description also mentions like worldwide adventures and rival treasure hunters. Um, And this is from a smaller publisher, Scout Comics, I believe. And so I don't know uh, if I'm going to be able to get this physically or digitally or if I I might just wait to see what they do uh, with getting out of volume it might be a few a few months before i read this but i'm excited to see that kaylin smith is signing with larger publishers so that's exciting uh brian what about you what's uh what's your pick for this week well i wanted my pick this week to be we only find them when they're dead number five because that apparently Mm. did not come out last week 
Ah. Uh, I got a whole <laughs> thing where my Comixology subscription was paid and then refunded because <laughs> I guess they also were convinced it was coming out. <laughs> um, so instead, I'm picking Star Wars The High Republic number one. Uh, that's Ooh. from uh, written by Kevin Scott, artist uh, Ario Anandito. And this is technically not a new comic. It's a second printing coming out this week, but mm. I'm counting it. Um, <laughs> mostly, I'm just excited for any Star Wars content that is not the Skywalker saga. <laughs> because I want to like Star Wars again. Yeah. Like, I don't want to always be mad about Star Wars. It just seems to be what happens. (laughs) Uh, So I'm hoping that by reading a book set hundreds of years before Anakin Skywalker even existed, we can dodge that. And uh, if we don't, I'm going to be pissed and you're going to hear about it. (laughs) I mean, have they done time travel in Star Wars yet? I mean, it's always a possibility. I don't know. I don't think so. Yes, you know what they have. I do know they have. Okay, okay. Danny, Danny in the Discord chat is confirming for us. Yeah, I'm um, like Danny. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's not canon. Come well, Paul, I... <laughs> oh, you know, and I man. have words after the show. <laughs> sorry, yeah, we're going to talk about this in the break. Um, well, that's exciting. I'm gl- I mean, I've I've heard positive things about the High Republic. I'm really curious to hear your take on it, given that you are my go-to Star Wars expert. Yeah. So um, I, I also know. have uh, Charles Soule's uh, book, like the audio book. Mm, I just mm. I checked out a bunch of audiobooks on Libby from the library and then uh this came out. So I'm like, well, these are gonna go away in ten days, so I have to finish them first. Mm, I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh Paul, what about you? What's uh, your pick for this week? Uh my pick is Paul's Department picking of... fights this week. <laughs> exactly. That's my pick. <laughs> um my pick is actually Department of Truth number five uh, by James Tinian the Fourth and Martin Simmons. Um, I'm really enjoying this series. Uh, again, the elevator pitch is that uh, conspiracy theories can actually become true if enough people believe them, and there's a government organization designed to prevent that from happening. It's a great concept, but what really hooked me was issue three of this series, which I guess maybe mild spoilers if you're trade waiting on this. Um, that issue specifically deals with the conspiracy theory about Sandy Hook, the Sandy Hook school shooting being a quote unquote false flag or being staged, which is a very mm-hmm. real thing. Like that's that's something that people really deal with. And that story in that issue is about a mother whose child was killed in uh, a school shooting, but she begins researching the conspiracy theory and basically convinces herself that it was a conspiracy and it was a false flag. And mm-hmm. that's when this series really started exploring this, like, the real life real world consequences of conspiracy theories, which is something we all saw a few weeks ago in very real, you know, in real time happening in our capital. So the fact that we have a comic that probably didn't intend to be hitting so close to home and is it's, it's, I think it's a very important book in that regard. If they're able to kind of keep Mm -hmm. poking at that, that idea of there are real consequences and ramifications for this type of conspiracy thinking. So Absolutely. On, on top of that, it's also a really good book. I think it visually is very stunning. I like Simmons' artwork a lot. I think Tinian's a very good writer. So, um, I also want to give a shout out to friend of the show Danny for reminding me that other history of the DC universe also comes out this week. So that'd be mm-hmm. my second pick. So thanks, Danny, for reminding me of that. 
Yeah, yeah. This this book, uh, Department of Truth, like you said, it, it does feel like it's it may be become one of those very important books. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's definitely a book that the more I read it, I'm like Tinian feels like he's walking on incredibly thin ice, like just in general, because like yeah. I feel like a misstep in this book could really just throw it off the deep end where you'd never really want to come back to it because it either goes too wacky or it gets too serious. Um Mm-hmm. But I feel like so far he's managed that without making me feel too overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I feel yeah. like that's a that's a mastery of of this topic, of the topics that are covered in this book. Yeah, and it, it is interesting. You know, this this issue five is the last issue of this story opening story arc. And the whole time you've kind of assumed that the main character um who joined the Department of Truth is on the right, quote unquote, right side, but I feel like he's kind of playing with that. Like there might not be a right or wrong side on this. Everyone could be wrong. You know, there could be no winners yeah. in this story. So it's it's very interesting yeah. in that regard. Definitely. I, I think this is one of those books that once the first trade or maybe a couple trades come out, I'd really want to sit down and reread mm-hmm. and honestly do like a big discussion about it just to like see how, because like it, the, the problem with this book is it's so timely. I don't mean to spend too much time on this, but I think there's a lot to be said about it. Uh, the, the the thing that's interesting is this book is incredibly timely. I don't know how well it's going to age or if it's going to age so well that it is going to become a super respected book. Like it's really early. It's really too early to tell about that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I really want to do a reread of this to see how it, it feels after that initial review or reading and understanding how it, where it's going to go um, just to see how it works all together in one go. So yeah, uh, before I go too deep into the conspiracy of the Department of Truth, um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about my pick. But before I get into my comic pick, um, since it's 2021, and we've said this for the past couple of weeks, we're doing something kind of wild. If you share the show on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, on whatever, um, and you tag us and let us know that you've been spreading the word about the show, you know, you could win a gift card to Comixology, your local comic shop, Midtown Comics, um, whatever you prefer. Uh, this year, because we want to help people read comic books this year. That's that's the whole goal. This And this week's winner is Kira Wolf on Instagram. Thank you so much, Kira, for spreading the word about the show and, and the kind words that you said in your Instagram story. We really, really appreciate it. Um, so we'll be sending you a DM to let you know that you've won. And uh, we look forward to see what you buy with your gift card. Um, one other thing I want to say, some of the folks uh, on Discord gave us their picks for this week. Specifically, Danny did. He said that his pick for this week is The Other History of the DC Universe. Um, so I'm excited for your review, Danny. I'm excited to hear what's happening there because I know nothing about what's going on in Future State and in whatever's <laughs> happening over on DC. And you're the only person I know that's reading them. You and Paul, I guess. Um, but I, 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 tr- I trust both of you equally i guess is what i'm saying um anyways <laughs> my my pick for this week is new mutants number 15 uh this is vita ayala with rod reese uh, whatever this book is doing i really like it a lot i the first issue of this team was incredible i think that vita's writing is amazing and rod reese is unparalleled there's nothing else to be said i think they <laughs> they make a great combo on an x-men book and just to see these crazy teens doing crazy things um, super duper works and it's it's very refreshing given the seriousness of probably the last couple of months of x-men i know the x of swords was kind of wacky um 
But nonetheless, this actually feels like a good New Mutant side story. This is just a team that's kind of existing versus like a a core X-Men story. It's like New Mutants and Hellions kind of feel like other books. Meanwhile, like Cable and Marauders and Excalibur and stuff all feel like main X-Men books. Um, So I'm excited to see where Magic and and Cypher and and Warlock and the rest of the gang go. Um, Because I think there's a really, really fun dynamic that uh, Vita's created in this book. And I, I really, really like it. So, uh, yeah, no surprise there. X-Men pick. Mike, I got to say, um, you picked yeah. issue 14 of New Mutants last month. And yeah, I picked up a copy of issue 14 of New Mutants based on your suggestion. And I just want to say, Uh-oh. you owe me four bucks. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, mm. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> I choked on my water. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, it's it's fine. It's it's funny. I I, I really enjoyed the artwork, like you said. Uh, it's a visually stunning book. I like the character interactions. I just run into the problem I always run into with the X Men comics is that there's just too many damn X Men. I didn't know who half these characters were. So, um, right, I, right, I, right, right. I might. Well, it, dip, it's, it's it's. Go ahead. I was say I might dip my toes back in. You know, eventually maybe kind of pick up a trade collection at some point because I do like the new moons, the the core characters a lot. So, yeah, at least I had that for me. I, I, yeah, I, I think what's interesting is that this book, New Mutants, feels like a book for people like me who really love the X children, right? Um, someone that's like okay with not necessarily focusing on the big, you know, dozen or two dozen X Men that are kind of in every book. You know, your Wolverines, your Cable, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Kitty Pride, or Kate Pride, Emma Frost. Like, if you're fine with getting away from those, you like kind of a lot of those side characters. Like, mm-hmm. New Mutants is the book for you. Sure. Sure. Uh, maybe that should have I should have said that in my original <laughs> review, because I think if you're not a fan of those characters, if you didn't read, you know, Morrison's new X-Men and then the subsequent new X-Men series that was written okay. by Craig Kyle and Chris Yost, this probably won't be a book that you're going to love. But yeah. it as it turns out, apparently there's a lot of fans of these characters, um, particularly a lot of like X-Men Twitter is just like head over heels for all of the various young X-Men that existed at some point. Um and this this is basically that book, plus some of the mutants that have been introduced over the last half dozen years um, that just are like one off characters that needed to get collected as part of this. OK, guys, we're all going to Kirkawa. And then somebody yeah, yeah. swept them up in their giant arms and then dropped them on this island because fuck their parents or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. So I, I, I find, yeah, that that take on this kind of. Uh, not necessarily upsetting, but not surprising, I guess, if you weren't sure. someone who's like entrenched in things. Um, I have a feeling, though, that if you were to read this as like a trade, like if you were to wait until this arc is over or something yeah. like that, you probably would enjoy it more because I have a feeling that if you roll with the punches of these characters, you'll eventually get the feel for them. And over the, by the end of the story arc, you'll be like, oh, I, I kind of like and understand these characters a little bit more, even though I don't know every inch of their you know backstory. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, again, I I, I like yeah. I I know the core New Mutants characters. I've always liked Magic and Danny Moonstar and those characters. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. trade waiting might be the way to go for me. So uh, let Definitely. me know when that drops. I'll check it out. All right. I mean, or I'll give you the four dollars back, Paul. I mean, however you want to do this. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, huge announcement. All sorts of stuff is gonna be coming. We're gonna be uh, talking about. The last year of I read comic books, we're going to be doing a little bit of a trivia game that Brian put together for us. I have no idea what it's even going to be about. Who knows if it's even going to be comic book related. So we'll be back in just a second.
Folk. Uh, this is Jeff calling. Hey, I just wanted to call to congratulate you on your sixth anniversary. That's amazing. Great job. Also calling to say uh, thank you for the community that you've been fostering and building, especially on Discord. Um, this past year, was, it's been especially nice to have a place where I can come and chat with uh, thoughtful and considerate folk about something that I really enjoy. Just a nice place, place to, to be. Anyway, again, congratulations on your six years of work. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing another six years of your work, and um, I'll be uh, listening to you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Stephanie. Thank you for doing my favorite weekly comics podcast. I love the different perspectives each host brings and the different kinds of books you all talk about. I really appreciate the insight into both comics and the world you all offer. I feel included in discussions and in nerd girl culture by Tia, Kara, and all the wonderful Kates, as well as Mike's regular comments about FlameCon and the diversity of creators you bring on the show. It's wonderful to feel like there's a community for me. Thank you. And here's to a better 2021. Hey, IRCB. This is Tom Slash Dingo wishing you a very happy sixth anniversary, and here's to many more. Slancha. Uh, hello there, I read comic books. This is Daniel here, Danny M. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm very happy to see that the sixth annual is happening. I've been listening for a long time, maybe about four, five years now. And, you know, you guys' podcast is amazing. And it's a, it's a really cool inspiration for somebody that just wants to talk comics. So I appreciate that. I wanted to leave a voicemail with some of the thoughts that Mike asked for in the, in the prompt. Uh, favorite event of 2020, and this is for me to stay on brand. It had to be DC's Dark Knight's Death Metal. It was just everything I love, and some of the things I hate about comics all wrapped up in one, but it was still a lot of fun. I don't have any comic book secrets because I just tell people everything that I love to do and say, like, all the time. Like, I'm X-Men trash, you know, Batman's at the forefront, but... I hope you guys have a great annual. I hope you all have another decade or more of I read comic books because I think people should never stop reading comic books. So thank you for everything you, you put out. Thanks for all the content. Thanks for the community you've built on Discord. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and looking forward to a lot more I read comic books in the future. Take care, everyone. This week on I Read Comic Books, we are celebrating our sixth ever annual. This only happens once, folks. This is it's quite an ordeal. Uh, we've been doing this show for, I think it's five years, six years, whatever you want to call it. We started in 2015, so uh, technically this is the beginning of our sixth year. Uh, and we've done a lot. We've done a lot this past year, despite the awful pandemic, despite the end of the fucking worst presidency this country's ever seen we managed to survive and everyone out there who listens to the show also managed to survive and i think we should take a second to celebrate that the first thing i want to say is that we were running a survey for a little bit and uh, i made the great idea of collecting a bunch of information and asking people questions and collecting emails but i didn't ask for anyone's name so we have a winner 
of the $20 gift card that we were giving away as part of the survey. I just don't want to, you know, expose or dox anybody's email on this podcast. So if you won, you should be getting an email from us shortly asking what kind of gift card you want from Midtown Comics, from your local comic shop or from Comixology. Um, And thank you to everyone who filled that out. It really honestly helps us improve the show and make things better for you guys, for the people that are listening to us every week. So thank you so much for your support. And yeah, I guess to, to start this thing, it's been quite a year. Like I said, we've done a whole bunch of stuff here at Irie Comic Books. Kate, Brian, Paul, I don't know. What are what are your thoughts over the last year of IRCB? I, I'm glad it was here. Um, as you mentioned, Mike, uh, 2020 was a pretty rough year for a lot of different reasons. But um, I found myself really relying on the regularity of recording the show, hopping on Discord, talking with friends, you know, being able to kind of ignore the outside world for a little bit and just talk about comics with people. It really, really helped keep me sane this past year. So thank you to you guys for keeping the show going and thank you for everyone on discord for uh, cutting it up over there. It's always fun. Yeah, I agree. Having the podcast to do meant that I wasn't just a couch potato in 2020. (laughs) Sometimes transplanted to in front of a computer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's. I mean it's been it's been a it's been a wild year. I feel like our Discord community grew pretty pretty quickly, and we've got a lot of really consistent folks that are coming in and hanging out with us and just you know chatting comic books and, and goofs and letting us talk about you know all sorts of wild shit. I mean, I think it's because of the Discord that we did the snacks minisode earlier this year because <laughs> you know if you're on the Discord, you're probably well aware of how often Nick is talking about food um, and all the various Guy Fieri <laughs> videos that he posts. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a central thing, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a really fun thing. You know, it's not, it's not all comic books and I, I've, I've enjoyed, you know, spending time getting to know everybody on the discord and, you know, hanging out. We do like these monthly hangouts and we do these, the book club and we do all this other stuff where we, you know, we've created this really nice little community. And I don't think that we would have made this, it wouldn't have been possible, um, to, to feel this close to everybody had it not been for the discord. And I know we, we started it before the pandemic, but like, um, as soon as that hit, it felt like there was this nice, like this bastion of of a place that we could go and just hang out and and be among comic friends and talk about comic books and you know and manga and everything else that we do. And it's uh, to me, it's it's been it's been great to just be to be able to pop on and see that a lot of people have been talking. And I don't necessarily need to catch up on every chat, but to know that this community exists and we don't have to necessarily push it around, it, it's it's really really nice to just see like the people who love this show also getting together and talking about comic books and taking recommendations from each other and and all that stuff it's it's been great yeah and especially since it's overwhelmingly a positive atmosphere social media can be very toxic so to have people that are there purely for the love of comics and there's no Mm -hmm. one you know making fun of others tastes there's no one sort of saying you know you're not reading the right comics reading the wrong stuff everyone's very supportive and it's it's very encouraging to see that dynamic of it Mm mm-hmm Definitely. I mean, like, like right now we've got uh, Danny, Aaron, Jeff. Uh, I think Cinco is in and out. He maybe might just be on chat. Um, Nick, you know, from the show, all just hanging out, listen to the episode. It's it's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like to have people show up and listen to the show live, and then even then, you know, com- continue to have the conversations that were started on the show or started in the chat um, beyond the episodes. And just again, it, it's a like you said, Paul. It's a very welcoming community. Um, I think everybody in the group, we all have this kind of mentality of 
you know, I've read a lot of comic books, but I'm always looking for more. And so everyone's really open to suggestions and feedback and like differing opinions, I think. Um, yeah. And again, nobody's mean about it, which is to me seems so <laughs> rare in, in the comic book community, especially like online yeah. um, and you get on Twitter or you get into some of the bigger comic book discords. Um, it's not nearly as fun and welcoming. And, and that can just be because it's a bigger pool of people and everyone's kind of trying to you know be themselves and be outgoing and stuff but this community feels really tight and, and friendly and it's it's always it's been really nice i feel that's a reflection of the show itself you know i think over the past five years we've really made an effort to be diverse in both the stuff we read and we talk about and the kind of guests we have the discussions so i think that's just a reflection of what people want maybe from a comic book podcast and i'm glad we can do that definitely um uh, speaking of communities, though, you know, I do want to also talk about our Goodreads group, which is as of today, 747 members. Um, I, I remember like when Kate Scotchless like proposed this idea, she was like, hey, we should, you know, we should start a Goodreads group. We should, you know, try to run it and just push comic books and stuff like that because Kate was really involved in Goodreads. And um, she was absolutely right when she said that, you know, it was a great place to get people interested in talking about comic books. Um, I mean, if you look at that group, people are t posting in it every single day in multiple threads about what they're reading and having discussions about our book of the month. Um, and it's it's created its own independent, pretty large, I mean, 700 and almost 750 people um, in this group. And I mean, I know they're not all communicating, but like, nonetheless, it's it's awesome to see how much that's grown over the last year. I think at the beginning of last year, we were at like 500 600 people so like to see the growth here is is amazing I, we, we must be doing something right and i think i mean i i i realize i'm just i'm just talking and talking and talking so kate brian please cut me off but um i do want to shout out specifically to um our goodreads moderator aaron who has picked up a lot of the slack that we haven't had time to do um and made that thing run efficiently and super smoothly um but yeah I, brian and kate i don't know what are your thoughts on some of this stuff yeah, I, I need to get on Goodreads more. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it, it's one of those things where like like navigating the website is just irritating enough that I just don't do it. And then I'll, I'll go on there for a book of the month discussion or something and be like, oh, yeah, this is actually like a super cool place. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like to see what books of the month are picked. We have themes every month um, and then people nominate what they want to read and then you know one nomination wins and we all read it in theory <laughs> um <laughs> sometimes me <laughs> um but it's really I've, I've read some really interesting things that i definitely would not have read otherwise if it weren't for this group um and i'm there we have a few topics this year coming up that we haven't done before like like kids getting into trouble is one of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I'm very excited to see what what people pull out of nowhere for me to read. Um. Yeah, I, I think we've we've gotten some incredible nominations uh, like this past year. I mean, it, it was it, a lot of the books. You know, we read. Uh, I read pretty much all of them for the book of the month. At least I I didn't read all the Goodreads reading challenge. I'll completely admit that. Um, but I did read, you know, I think all of the books of the month and like they were all winners. I, I really I don't think there was a bad one in the bunch. Um, as far as those nominations were concerned, I mean, I, I think the the people of that group um, who participate and vote in those polls that we get um, always make a good choice. I mean, there are always books that I'm rooting for. Like, I will constantly be nominating Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me until it wins um, if it fits the category. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, like we've, we've gotten really good picks because of that. And I think if you've listened to the episodes that we've recorded on the public feed and on the Patreon feed, um, 
they they've all led to really good discussions and it's been a ton of fun to put those together yeah i really appreciate all of the people that are on that group because i know that i do not check it nearly as often as i as i as i wish i did <laughs> as mm-hmm. i should mm-hmm. um so i really appreciate that it's just kind of become its own community and we you know it stays positive and supportive and and consistently picks good good books without you know us having to to be on it much just it's just a good group group as is it's sort of like a sort yeah. of like a sourdough starter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just we yes. just feed it occasionally and when we need to bake something we just pay, break a little bit off and uh-huh <laughs> there we go. you know i know and, and at the end of the day it's a it's a filling thing that you can you can eat and you you know always feel satisfied by it right yeah. it's it's a hearty uh, down home experience. Yeah, and you know, I think that uh, what's what's great is to see the other side, the other piece of it, which is our reading challenge that we do every year. Right? Um, we've been do I think we've been doing the reading challenge almost every year that this podcast has been around, maybe except for the first year. Um, like as soon as Kate Scott just came on, she was just like, all right, guys, here's what's going to happen. We're going to do this and this. And I was like, all right, Kate, if you say, if you think so. Um, and it totally worked out. Like, I think the reading challenge has been a really, really awesome piece of the, um, the Goodreads group. I know we kind of changed the format last year to be, you know, just the, the IRCB crew plus folks from Patreon. Um, but I think that that's allowed us to or allow people to, read from a, a very specific group of people. I mean, the, the, the whole group ended up picking like a lot of really good books last year. Again, I said I didn't read the whole thing. I apologize for that. But, um, you know, we've got the the new reading challenge coming up. And I think that like last year's reading challenge was great to see folks like completed as the year went on, <laughs> you know, with the exception of Aaron Armad, who finished it in like three weeks. Um, and I'm not trying to poke fun at her for that. I've just like it's so awesome to see that people are so excited to read all these books that um, we picked and the folks from Patreon picked. And yeah, like there was a lot of really good books in that. And I was trying to finish it at the end of the year. Um, I just unfortunately didn't because I had to finish one piece. So, you know, sue me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that we do have the the reading challenges coming up again. Um, It's going to be dropping on February 1st um, where we're going to be taking, you know, picks from the the ircb crew as well as the folks from patreon and we'll be starting this this new reading challenge for the whole year which i'm really excited based on some of the picks that we have so far it's going to be a really really good list this year maybe i'll do it this year maybe maybe i'll give it a shot this year. i know well that's the thing we all we really (laughs) should try to keep our that's the thing we should try to keep ourselves honest this year and keep checking in and be like hey did you guys read you know how far are you we should make it like a competition to see who can read all of them because at most it's going to be 15 16 books and yeah. i mean we can swap out things and i think people are pretty good about trying to pick stuff and we've kind of made some rules to make sure that folks are picking things that are available digitally or via, via hoopla or via some subscription or something to try to make it as accessible as possible for folks you know yeah yeah but um yeah i mean our goodreads group is 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 a it's a constant thing that i'm just impressed by like i i love to see this that community um thriving and i think that we it's it's I, I couldn't stop it if I wanted to, except for closing the group, you know, um, and that's that's really, really fun to me. I couldn't stop it if I wanted to. But if I wanted to, I absolutely could stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. Was there was there anything else that you guys wanted to, you wanted to talk about? I mean, like in reflection, I'm just rambling here because I've got a bunch of notes, but I don't know if there's anything from from the last year of IRCB that you you appreciated or wanted to bring up here. Uh, it, it kept me reading uh, engaged with comics. I think uh, it's very easy to kind of fall into a trap where I fall behind on my monthly books or I let stuff pile up. I think 
doing the show and talking with people on Discord. It kept me engaged and made me make sure I was reading my books and reading stuff I liked. You know, using comics as a distraction from everything else kind of helped in a, in a lot of ways this past year. So, um, and it's nice to be able to have a hobby that you can share with other people. You know, it's not just me reading comics by myself. It's actually having people to talk to about, talk to them about, talk about them with. There we go. Um, it really helped yeah. me a lot. So, it, yeah, I just want to finish with that, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's cool. nice to have a reason to like dig a little bit deeper into what I'm reading. I I was a um, an English major and I feel like I've largely, you know, that's not really relevant to my life anymore, but I still mm-hmm. have that background. So I'm still able to like pick out references and, and foreshadowing and things like that. And I just don't because I have no reason to now other than, <laughs> sure, like, sure. yes, I, I rate this four or five stars on Goodreads and here's two sentences as to why. But with the podcast, you know, I've got a place to put more thoughts so it's worth having more thoughts about things mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I get more out of my reading because of that for sure and and really just any social interaction this past year has been <laughs> a blessing <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been i've been slowly going feral in my own home and getting getting voices outside of my my usual like talking to kate or i aming the guys at work like is always a, a blessing. The voices yeah. in your head are not, you know, as entertaining as we are, my, Brian. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they only talk about, you know, like fire and murder. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. I don't know how to get. I don't know how to transition from that. Um. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I I totally agree. I think it's it's nice to to have like a, a community online, like where normally you would probably go get together with friends or go out and do something like to be able to just kind of sit down at your computer and be like, oh, there's there's a group of people um, here that I can I can talk to, whether it's, you know, our scheduled recordings for the show or, or jumping, just jumping on Discord um, or, you know, whatever it like there. There's a group of people that uh, there's always at least one or two people around who want to want to chat about comic books or chat about anything, really. Um and I, I've, I found that to be pretty nice um, this past year. Just like, yeah. All right. And, you know, also letting people, me basically just screaming into a microphone at people has has been fun um, to kind of let out, in, indirectly let out of, you know, a lot of frustrations. So yeah. I guess I got to thank you guys for that uh, <laughs> week in and week out. Um, I mean, the other thing I wanted to talk about as well was, you know, like our Patreon that we did this past year, you know, we're, we've been doing for a little while now. Um, I think this was like our most ambitious year for Patreon, um, which wasn't a response to like being indoors or saying, hey, we've got all this free time. I think, you know, before the end of 2019, I was kind of like, all right, I want to do a lot of stuff with the Patreon this year. Um, and, you know, we did the big thing I want to talk about is our Saga of Saga series that we did, which like, holy shit. I can't believe that we actually did it. I remember when we like wrapped up and I scheduled the last episode, I was like, fuck, it's done. <laughs> like we did 54 plus 12 or whatever episodes. Like I think it was like 63 episodes, 64 episodes total, um, like 10, 20 minutes at a time, and which is a ton. Um, and I know we released a ton of them, you know, to people uh, twice a week, I think on the Patreon. And um, it was super ambitious. Like I remember when I conceived the idea in like the like summer of 2019. At the end, I was like, 
all right, here's what I want to do. Do you guys think this is possible? And of course, Kara and Brian and Kate stepped up and they were just like, yeah, we love Saga. And then uh, I think that I must have tricked them because it was such an endeavor <laughs> to like actually sit down and write down notes and, you know, and, and record, you know, we had to record constantly because we had so many episodes to go through. And luckily, you know, we've got Xander who is the greatest person in the world putting everything together. Um, it, you know, just dropping all these episodes and stuff. And I, I hope that people enjoyed it because it was ultimately it was a lot of fun to revisit all of saga, but um, it was still like a huge endeavor, which I, you know, we've kind of, uh, decided to try to revamp for this upcoming year but um yeah, yeah i don't know i it was uh you could really tell which episodes we recorded at the same time because if you were <laughs> listening to them like you're binging the series you'd hear us getting like more and more unstable and then we would cut back <laughs> to being like fully functional adult humans again at the next episode right. Right, it's right. like oh they recorded that the next weekend got it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was it was a lot of fun. I mean, the the other thing, you know, I think we we've, we've been doing this this IRCB movie club, which has been a lot of fun. It's myself and Paul and and Brian. Um Paul, I don't know. I I'll maybe I'll defer to you since this is kind of your your brainchild. Uh yeah, and I'm glad everyone's enjoying it. I've had a blast doing it. Um the idea was that the the only other thing I like talking about as much as comics is movies. So, if I could combine the two, that'd be ideal. And uh, and I'm really liking that. That connection and i think the the purpose of the series was less about let's just talk about movies that are based on comic books intellectual property and let's talk about maybe the intersection between the two mediums because movies and comics are sort of like in terms of art forms they seem like cousins to me they're very similar in a lot of ways but they experience them the experience of each are very different so i think we've made a good uh attempt to talk about comic book movies as uh, what they can bring to the story and what makes them different from the actual comics that they're based on. Talk about the experience of them both. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm a little disappointed uh, that for our next episode, the listeners have chosen Spider-Man. I was really hoping for Batman 66, but uh, <laughs> we give the people what they want. Uh, you know, um, I think in the last minute I, I made a post on, page, on the, on the discord. I was like, Hey, Patreon folks, if you haven't voted on yet, make sure to do this. And then I saw it tick over from Batman to Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, so next time, I just won't tell anybody about the poll and we can just pick it. How about that? <laughs> yes. Our, our, my goal in 2021 is to finally do the American Splendor episode. We're going to make that happen. But I'm glad people are voting on it. I'm glad people are voting on it and picking movies. Hopefully that means they're engaged and enjoying it. And watching movies yeah. uh, that they haven't seen before or watching with a new set of eyes when they go back to revisit them. Um I've really been enjoying the series a lot. So I don't know, Mike or Brian, do you have uh, some two cents to throw in here regarding that show? No, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy being being made to step outside my comfort zone a little bit. Like the, <laughs> uh, the documentary from 1989 that's totally escaping my Oh, the comic right book confidential. Comic yeah. confidential. Yeah. Not something I ever would have read or watched on my own. And that, that's not to say that I loved it. But it was, <laughs> it, it, it's good to be exposed to things that are outside your wheelhouse. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of the same way I felt about our our first Goodreads episode of 2021, what Mike and I talked about, why art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, it's, it's definitely been fun because I've seen, 
I've seen almost all of the movies with the exception of uh, actually, no, I haven't seen all the movies. It's definitely been like these are all movies that have been on my to watch list. You know, if I haven't seen them um, as someone who's just like, yeah, you know, I should I should try to take in as much of this stuff as I can. Um, so it's nice to have like the this forcing factor of like the patrons get to vote on this thing and then we have to watch it. Um and it's and then discuss it and of course like you know we all i think the three of us come at things with kind of pretty different perspectives all things considered um about how we what we liked about things what we didn't like about things um we can all agree that someone creating a comic book that features mickey mouse having sex with someone is not really interesting (laughs) um like i like that part but at the same time you know paul you really love ghost world and i was not a huge fan of it and you know brian i think you were kind of middling on it i can't recall um but like to see like the the varying like to hear the varying uh viewpoints on it is 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 pretty refreshing because i think you know we try to stay pretty positive on the show for the for the most part um And when it comes to movies, I think we we have a little bit more elbow room to kind of be harsh on them because it's just movies, right? It's just who cares? Um, it, it's not the precious comic books that we love. Uh, so I, I like I just like the the way that we've approached things. I'm very excited to, to see what other movies we do this year because I know we've got a whole list of things that are potential voting options coming up um, that are going to be really really exciting. So it's it's been a blast. Yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, again, anyone listening, uh, if you're on the Patreon or not, or on uh, Discord or not, send us some suggestions. Um, I'm always looking to add to our list of stuff, preferably stuff that's not always uh, superhero adaptations. I'm looking for more obscure picks, indie comic adaptations, documentaries. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Yeah, yeah, send us a message. We we definitely be up to adding it to the voting poll because we can't make the final decision. Can't make the final decision <laughs> as much as we'd like um, to sometimes. Yeah, so we can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking of Patreon, I actually want to drop some hot news. Um, some of the some of the patrons have heard about this already. I think we've mentioned it on like live recordings, like in between the actual recorded session that gets um, broadcast to folks. Um, but we have a new Patreon series coming this year that is going to be dropping on January 29th. I believe uh, we're going to be dropping the first episode. Uh, it's very, very exciting. It's called Giant Days of Our Lives. This is a series that Kate, Brian, and Kate, or excuse me, Kate, Brian, and Kara have been working on for a couple weeks, uh, or wait, I should say a couple months now, as they are rereading all of Giant Days, and then they're going to be discussing it volume by volume. Um, we have some wonderful art that is going to be. I'm dropping in the Discord right now for folks to see. This is the cover to that series that we had commissioned, done by a wonderful artist um, named Phi Do, I believe. And it's it's going to be an awesome series. Um, I, I've listened to the first episode, and it is... It's very exciting, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so if you are a patron already, you should definitely get on that because this is going to be a Patreon-only exclusive. Um, I can't wait to hear what everyone thinks of this show, and I'm very excited to see where it goes as they read through all of Giant Days. Um, this is like our new read-along series, and yeah, very, very excited about it. Brian, Kate, I, you guys are on this show. What are what are your thoughts here? What, are you, what do you guys think about this? Are, do you love, you love this or not? I'm having a blast with it. I mean, like I said... Uh, I've got a place to put my my bigger thoughts about things. This is definitely a series where I can do that. Like I can kind of deep dive into the art and um, the the reappearing skeleton throughout the issues. And it's really nice to have people to like analyze this comic with, even though it's, you know, it's a it's a day in the life comic book. It's a fun comic book, but there's still, you know, artistic value in it. And it's nice to be able to talk about that. Yeah, I think that you, Kara, and I are all like 
tuned to slightly different wavelengths. So when we get together and talk about these books, you guys always notice stuff that did not stand out to me. And so I think that like having these discussions is a lot of fun. Uh, and and we also are, you know, frankly, just kind of silly. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get we get very very goofy on this show, and I think that that is delightful. Yeah, that really suits Giant Days as a book. I think, like, exactly. if we're talking about something more serious, I would be like, oh, maybe we should uh, be more adult about this. But no, we're just having a good time talking about this good book. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I guess I'll finally read. I guess I'll finally read Giant Days. You guys made me do it. We got him, folks. Twisted my arm. We got him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's a lot of fun, you know. And the series is done. Um, so like I said, the first episode of this is going to be dropping on. Uh, let me let me actually double check. I said January 29th. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, it's yeah, dropping on January 29th. Uh, on Patreon, and it's. Uh, we're going to be going volume by volume. So first episode is going to be about volume one, volume two is episode two, so on and so forth. Um, so if you haven't started reading yet, we highly recommend you read all of Giant Days and then jump into this series. It's going to be a, a freaking blast. I'm, I'm I'm loving what I'm hearing so far. And um, plus that artwork, like how do we not sell this series with that artwork? Um, I'll post a link to this in the show notes for folks that aren't on the Patreon or aren't on the Discord, but it's absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, so I guess... Uh, I don't know. I the, oh the one other thing that I did want to talk about. So I I promised that I was going to be dropping a bunch of merch this week, and we are. Except for for some reason, our big cartel website is having an issue. So it's not live today as we're recording, but it'll be up by the time this episode comes out. Um, we're dropping a ton of new shirts and joggers, and I, I think we've got some some other stuff that's going to be in there too. Um, because everybody loves a good jogger, I guess. Um, but we've got uh, let's see, I've got. Uh, the trash t-shirt that you guys may have seen um, in if you've ever seen photos of some of the IRCB folks we all have this t-shirt that says we're all trash here now it's available to anyone who wants to get a copy of it for themselves um, there is a comics are good and so are you t-shirt that I designed that um, we're, we're putting up on the store um, we've got some joggers like I said that are just have the IRCB logo on them there's also a jogger that we're calling trash joggers that have the we're all trash here logo on them I got a sample of one of these in the mail today and they are or not today but recently and they are super warm and the logo is huge it's beautiful on your hip um can't wait to see you guys get some of those uh we've got a t-shirt coming out that says uh anything is possible after one piece which you know is is my own fancy little thing i've got a a t-shirt that i put together that says it's it's just a jack kirby t-shirt um which is wonderful with a crown on it. Uh, you guys will see it on the store. And then my the last T-shirt we have is a T-shirt to oh, is an homage to our friend Nick, which asks the question: Have you read Secret Weapons yet? Um, <laughs> so I, I I'm really excited for you guys to check this out. If you haven't, go to shop.ircbpodcast.com. All of this stuff will be up there. Um, hopefully, we're going to have stickers and pins available. I'm shipping them to a distribution company to get them out to people. Um, but yeah, it's uh, got a whole bunch of new merch. So I hope you guys check it out and really enjoy it uh, and grab your something because i yeah they're really really fun and i I had a really good time putting to get putting them together uh but yeah that's that's the big announcement the big announcements i guess we have for this episode um yeah i don't know anything else you guys want to talk about before we go into this game that brian's got going anything in the chat you guys want us to talk about i saw danny asked uh how is there not a fantastic human being shirt and i think that's because we don't want to give that power to the public (laughs) <laughs> can't just can't just declare yourself a fantastic human being yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's something that like if we find the right design, maybe it's something we'll put together. I'm open to all sorts of kinds of merch. So um, if you've got ideas, send them over to me because uh, anything is possible after One Piece. Um, <laughs> that's my mantra for 2021. Danny I also says that uh, Batman's planning episode was his uh, highlight of the year. Uh, which <laughs> oh, yeah, I, that was also yeah. that was an incredible episode. So good. yeah, that, that, that's actually something we should talk about too i mean we did these uh these donation episodes to you know in support of the protest for racial justice here in the united states and and really around the world and i i really appreciate everybody who reached out and and donated some money um to these causes that needed it and you know if we, you showed us your receipt and we made episodes you know as like a, a form of payment payback i guess whatever for that um not like revenge but you know uh we we wanted to make some from some some episodes so i mean i i we raised i think almost five hundred dollars for various causes through everybody's donations and it has just been incredible like it was amazing to see people reach out and you know tia and kara put this idea together um reached out to me and said mike can we make this happen and it was it was awesome to, to organize everything with them and get those episodes put together and i know we slowly release them throughout the year but i you know the goal was to kind of make sure that people were still aware and um yeah it was, it was super successful you guys all kind of recorded episodes for that right i don't remember who did what it's, it's been a long year i don't think anybody asked for me oh okay okay well i'm sorry um <laughs> oh uh, it's fine <laughs> it's fine i'm not upset i was just yeah uh <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we did. We recorded some really fun episodes. We had a video game episode. We did the Amethyst episode. We did uh, the Snacks episode, uh, the Batman Splaining. There was a bunch of really fun stuff. Interviews with, with some various creators. Um, it was really cool to just see people, like, especially the creators who were just like, yeah, we'll jump on board for this. So, yeah, I, I really can't thank you listeners out there enough. Um, everybody who donated money, it was truly, like, very kind of you to 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 do that um and and work with us to make that happen and i'm glad that you know the money went to the right places for everything and yeah if you, if you haven't you should keep donating keep donating to the causes that need it because they they definitely are always in need yeah i mean let's see other stuff from the chat that people are talking about uh nick said that having danny on the show was the highlight of his year um well i have another announcement nick is no longer on the show uh because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh just kidding just kidding um yeah i don't know this we, it was a wild year we did a whole bunch of stuff we did a bunch of creator interviews with with uh just f- folks from all over the board and yeah this, I, we've got a bunch of that other stuff coming up for this year like i can say we've got a bunch of guest episodes lined up they're not going to be full like interviews so much as this we're going to have some folks come in who are comic book experts and just really fun people to talk to um and have them talk about comic books with us just like a regular episode um we're aiming to do a lot of that this year at least that's what i'm trying to do um so i'm trying to bring rope people in for the next couple of months um that uh you know we think are pretty good comic book experts and folks that have podcasts or or creating comic books or doing other things um and we've got some really cool people lined up i know we've gave i've given a little bit of a preview um to some of the patrons on discord but um yeah it's it's gonna be gonna be exciting like the next couple months we've got some really fun guests coming on yeah i don't know i'm I'm gonna keep i'm just gonna keep talking you guys got it you gotta we gotta move on to something else um (laughs) uh was there were there any other highlights that you guys wanted to go over for the year that you could think of if you rack your brain um, I know uh, it was fun talking to Renee about Superman. We did a mini episode together. That was always fun. I always like to talk about Superman, especially with another diehard fan. And then um, uh, we had friend of the show, Amy, on way back when the pandemic shutdown first happened. Feels like five years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a really fun episode, too. So, yeah. 
I've gotten more into manga, which is partially Renee's fault and partially Mike's fault. Uh, yeah. Partially really good manga's fault. <laughs> so it's been, uh, that's been a lot of fun. Well, yeah, I guess let's, uh, you know, we got some other, some other folks in the chat are saying, you know, planning, planning on going to Emerald City Comic Con and then not going. Yeah. Man, I, I will say last year was supposed to be like a huge year for the show, like in terms of travel, in terms of like conventions and all this other stuff. We had so many things lined up that were potentially going to happen, like Golden Emerald City. I was going to try to do something big for New York City Comic Con. I was going to try to get a, a booth at the Brooklyn Comic Con. I was going to try to get uh, basically just try to go to as many conventions as I possibly could that were like in the New York radius um, and then try to like go to C2E2, go to Emerald City, go to TCAF, go, you know, all this shit. I was just like, fuck it. I'm throwing all my money at this thing. And uh, unfortunately, nothing happened. So I'm hoping that once the pandemic is in a safe enough spot where, you know, travel is is OK and conventions are okay to attend um that we can do all that stuff and whether that's this year or next year um we'll see but it's it's still something i really want to do because i was really looking forward to meeting a lot of the folks who are who are dedicated listeners to the show and have been like you know talking with us on discord and hanging out with us um it just unfortunately just didn't work um it's really really a bummer but you know what we've we've been able to make that work online and hang out and i think that that's been uh at least an okay trade-off all things considered you know yeah. So I guess let's uh let's get into this uh let's get into this little Dude, game that Brian ready, put together. Brian Brian to face the gauntlet I've laid out for you. <laughs> I'm I have no <laughs> idea what this is going to be. I'm very excited. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural IRCB Trivia Challenge. <laughs> and when I say IRCB Trivia Challenge, I do not mean a trivia challenge undertaken by IRCB. I mean, this is IRCB trivia. Oh, no. That I will be challenging (laughs) my dear friends and co-hosts with. Oh, no. Uh, So just a a couple of of rules to get started. Uh Uh-huh. What we're going to do is I'm going to present you with 10 multiple choice questions. Uh, Hmm. Each one, you will have the ability to buzz in before... I read the answers. If you're feeling confident, you can buzz in. And if you get it right, you'll receive two points. Uh, if you wait until I read the the answers, you'll get one point for a correct guess. Okay. <laughs> All right. The second rule is that there are going to be times when I'm going to ask you for an episode. You can either give me the episode title or the episode number. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot accept no. the one where we talked about X and Y because I did not re-listen to all 260-some episodes of this podcast to prepare. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if we get to a point where we think nobody's going to get it, we'll go by Price is Right rules, uh, closest without going over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so without further ado, let's get started uh, with question number one. And I hope you all have your buzzers up and ready. I do. I do. (laughs) So the first question, what was the first comic pick on the show? Nobody has a guess. No guess. Wow. No. Uh, Was it a aliens fire and stone B Rasputin C they're not like us or D she Hulk. All right. Mike has buzzed in. What do you got for us, Mike? 
I think it's aliens, fire, and stone. Mike thinks it's aliens, fire, and stone. Mike is incorrect. Son of a... Ooh. All right. Uh, Kate, you have buzzed <laughs> in. What would you uh, like to guess? I've now forgotten what you said, but it was C. <laughs> Whatever C was. C, they're not like us. That is correct. Damn it. Uh, that is one point for Kate. Holy shit, Brian. This is... <laughs> <laughs> this is some deep uh, stuff. Honestly, wow. it's probably going to be really hard, and you're probably not going to know most of these. But yeah, yeah, I I had a lot of fun picking these questions. So yeah, uh, See, Nick, Nick, you're correct. That was your pick. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering if you actually skimmed through these episodes to get that, because sometimes the, the show notes I don't list things in order, which I know folks complain about. But like, if you want to come intern for us for free and order things based on what we talk about, you're more than welcome. Um, I'll definitely give you all the admin privileges to do that. <laughs> so I'm yeah, sorry. I, I relied on the show notes, except when I couldn't, and then I actually skimmed the episode. Okay. So I'm going to reset your buzzers and okay. Go to question number two. What was the first episode without Mike? Was it A, episode 18, Free Comic Book Day and Age of Ultron? Episode 22, hashtag name three artists? Episode 25, DC versus the other big two? Or episode 30, what is it with genre books? Paul has buzzed in. This is a total guess. I'm going to say it was episode 30. Uh, it was not episode 30. Darn. Mike, uh, what do you got? I'm going to say episode... Was it episode 22, you said? Uh, I did say that, yes. Which one? Which, or, sorry, name three artists. I think that yep. was that's the one. That was yeah. not the one. No. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I guess. I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess the FCBD episode for Comic Book Day. Okay. Uh, amazingly, you managed to guess the three incorrect answers. No, what? Uh, episode <laughs> what? Episode what twenty-five: that? DC versus the Big Two. Okay. Huh. Who was on that episode? Uh, I don't think I kept my notes from when oh, I was putting this together, fine. so I'm not sure. That's fine. Um, I, I think that might have just been. I think that was actually Paul, Nick, and John, maybe. It'd be host Xander and John discuss yeah. their comics. Oh uh, my goodness! Wow. From from way back wow. when John Francois was periodically. Holy on the smokes! Show. Okay. Epi- uh, let's go to question number three. This one is uh, appropriate. Who were the guests on the first IRCB annual? Was it A. Brian, Nick, and Paul? B. Paul, Nick, and Tia. C, Paul, Nick, Kate Scotchless, and Brian. Or D, Paul, Xander, and Nick. Uh, buzz. My oh, buzz I'm sorry. I did not reset your buzzers. Buzz. <laughs> Mike, what do D. you got? D, Paul, Xander, and Nick. That is correct. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The rare Xander appearance on the... Yeah, on the rare Xander appearance. Nice. Yeah, those all really stood out to me when I was... Uh, when I was setting these up, uh, I have reset your buzzers this time. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, question number four. Uh, this one is a shout out to Nick White in the chat. Which episode first featured Nick's library shame? Was it A, episode 84, The Politics and Comic Books? 
Was it B, episode 107, Library Penalty Non Grata? Was it C, <laughs> episode 115, Kids and Their Turtles, am I right? Or was it D, episode 136, We're Getting Nick a Library Card Again? <laughs> Mike. Episode 108, or whatever, the, the Library Non Grata. <laughs> Uh, that is correct. I was hoping that one I could uh, like red herring you, make you think. Oh no, it couldn't be that one. That's too easy. <laughs> so that uh, oh, okay, I feel like Ken Jennings here or Ken Jennings here because I I know so much about this show for the most part, just in my head in ways that like I've forgotten how to drive, but I know everything about IRCB. <laughs> so um, I feel really bad for Paul and Kate here. <laughs> All right, uh, that is a good question, Danny. Uh, looks like yes, Nick has in fact gotten a library card. So. <laughs> Congratulations, Nick. Way to go. Uh, question number five. What was the subject, the subject of discussion when the phrase, we're all trash here, was coined? Was it A, TV, B, fan fiction, C, movies, or D, manga? Oh, fuck. I was certain that it was X-Men. Uh, sorry, Paul. I'm going to say it was fan fiction. It was not fan fiction. That that seems like the right choice. Right. uh, Kate. (laughs) I'm going to go with manga. It was manga. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Everyone in the chat is very surprised that it was not X-Men as well. (laughs) So, um, Brian, stop gaslighting us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is another one that might surprise you. Uh, question number six. Which episode was the origin of Mike Rappin, art historian? Was it Ooh. A, episode 117, special guest Matt Horak? Was it B, episode 128, as someone who went to the Louvre? Was it C, episode <laughs> 131, pride and joy, shame and scandal? Or was it D, episode 134, Goodreads pick of the month, The Long Halloween. These guys buzzed in quicker than I did. Holy smokes. Oh, wow. Yeah, you just all buzzed at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Paul, you're first. It seems obvious, but I'm pretty sure it's when Mike went to the Louvre. Whatever it uh, is, in fact, when Mike went to the Louvre. That's another one of those where I was hoping you'd think it was too obvious. (laughs) I was going to say Matt Horak episode. Like I might have said some dumb shit on that interview, so I don't know. Oh man! I mean, you know, and that's where we got our infamous fan art by you know fan of the show slash guest of the show, Danny Martinez. That's right. Uh, it's beautiful. I, I want to print that out, get that <laughs> tattooed on my back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Appreciate that. Question number seven, uh, and this time I'm not going to give you the multiple choice. I think it's going to be more fun this way. Oh no. So just buzz in and give me your best guess. Whoever's closest without going over will get the point. How many episodes feature Mike, Nick, and Paul? (laughs) Should I cheat? Can I cheat? Uh, Okay. Kate. I'm going to go with a quarter. So about 50, uh, 70. Uh, You have gone over. Hmm. Ah, Mike, you busted next. Uh. 44. Mike, you have also gone over. Wow. Excuse wow. me? Uh, Paul. 
I'm going to say uh, 37. Oh, Paul, you have also gone over. Oh, man. Excuse me? It was 30, 33. Wow. All right. I'm crunching some data later. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's incredibly surprising to me because I feel like I, I've gone out of my way to make sure that there aren't too many Mike Nick Paul episodes. <laughs> like, I, I think I've talked about this on previous annuals about like the meticulous scheduling that I do for the show to make sure that there's a good round robin of people on the show. And I know that you probably see it. Like I think Kara mentioned it to me a couple weeks ago that she's usually on like two episodes in a row, but that's because like the way things are ordered, it's like there's always going to be duplicate or like repetitions for people based on how I order things. And that's really, that's really surprising how low that number is. Cause I think like even with the early episodes of the show that like, Nick, Paul, and I were on a lot of the episodes, but I guess to Brian's point earlier, there were a lot of episodes with Xander and then John, and we had Jeff for a little bit, and then we had there, a couple of there other were people. also a lot of early episodes that were just Mike and Nick or just Mike right. and Paul. Oh, right. Shit. Oh, that's true. When we were just two people, yeah, that's true. Um, in the days where we were scrambling for news articles before <laughs> the show started, um, yes, yeah, that's oh, that just blows my mind. That's interesting. Um, yeah. But hey, in a similar vein, we have question number eight. Uh, besides Mike, Paul, and Nick, who has been on the most episodes? Oh, somebody already has a guess. Oh boy, two people have guesses. Paul, Man, you, you bust in first. I'm going to guess Tia has been on a lot of episodes. Oh, that is correct. Oh wow! Okay. Wow. Uh, it was actually a tie between <laughs> Tia and myself. Okay. Okay. That sounds right. That sounds right. Nick called it in the chat as well. Good for you, Nick. Yeah, Nick Nick called me and Tia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, He's got, Nick's got his, his own yarn board at his house. Um, <laughs> all the episode stuff. We get it. So do you have a number there, Brian, for how many episodes you and Tia were both on? I don't. I think okay. it was somewhere in the low 50s. Wow, I can I can pull that up. I can get that data. Sure, <laughs> I've believe me. I got an Excel spreadsheet that just has every episode that we've recorded for the past five years. Let's see. If we're looking at Brian. Brian is at sixty-seven, and Tia is at seventy-three. Brian, I think your your data might be wrong. Yeah, I mean, my data was all pulled just from looking at our website, <laughs> um, and then doing uh, Excel formulas. So. I see. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, oh, anyway. that's a good point, Nick, because I was not including minisodes. Ah, uh, not including minisodes. That would definitely make the numbers more even. Sure. Because Tia did that whole series by herself and all that other stuff. So, yeah. Question number nine before Danny can start an insurrection in our, our Discord <laughs> chat. <laughs> Danny screaming, stop the count, stop the count. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> Question, question number nine. This will be another uh, another guess uh, closest without going over. Uh, how many main show episodes, so not counting minisodes or anything like that, mm-hmm. how many main show episodes has Mike not been on? <sighs> Mike, you have buzzed in first. Uh, I'm going to say 12. Okay, you have not gone over. Uh, Kate, you buzzed in next. I don't feel like Mike is super off, so I'm going to go with 
14. Just going to try to edge Mike out. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you have also not gone over. <laughs> uh, Paul, what's your guess? Uh, so it's, hmm. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 24. Okay. Uh, Paul, you are the closest without going over. The actual number was 40. Wow. 40. Look at that. Wow. Oh, my Lord. I mean, Mike, you're always on the episode. You're always there in spirit. So I don't know. I, I question the validity of that question. I see. I see. Oh, man. Uh, and <laughs> our final question, question number 10 here. Uh, which regular episode, excluding annuals and interviews, is the longest? Ooh. Was it A... Episode 64, just edgy. Was it B, episode 85, Jack King Kirby? Was it C, episode 121, Book of the Month, Superman Red Sun? Or was it D, episode 231, The Longest Decade of Comic Book Movies? Mike. I'm going to go with D, the longest, that, that one, the, the comic book movies one. Uh, Mike, you are correct. Yeah. The answer was D. That was a long episode. Yeah, we, uh, we appear to have a winner. Uh, let's get a big, uh, big hand in the chat for Mr. Paul Jaceley. All right. Paul, I did it. I'm the number one fan. So apparently uh, you all need to do better and still up here listening. So. I'm curious to know what other folks got. I mean, this feels like super in-depth. Co- I read comic book stuff. <laughs> I I truly I truly went for like hard shit on here. I, yes, you did. That was that's amazing, Brian. <laughs> uh, I also had a a tiebreaker set up where I was going to make you go back and forth, telling me Goodreads Book of the Month episodes. Ooh. Oh my goodness, Brian! Oh. Um, but we didn't wow. need it, so. <laughs> Thank you, thank you all for participating in my uh, my Machiavellian <laughs> game show. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, well that was that was a lot of fun. I I am just like <laughs> blown away. I'm looking at I'm looking at my at my Google Doc that I have uh, of all the episode stuff. Uh, I have I I don't even know how many I can't. For stupid excel there's quite a few episodes that i'm not the host i'm actually what happened this is my show what the fuck you guys <laughs> um <laughs> it's a big you know it's big it's a big deal i i think that's that's awesome though that that you you dug through this whole thing because i have to wonder if anybody at home got even close to to some of these because, i, I oh spent boy. several hours on our website one night this past week <laughs> Ryan, I wish that you would have told me you were doing something like this because you could have you have access to all this data. But then, my, you, then my... you would have been prepared. True, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't give you any edge. I knew you were already going to be uh, most likely to pull ahead of the pack here. True, very true. Um, well, yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. I'm, I appreciate you putting that together, and uh, I'm glad that you. <laughs> He dug so deep on it. Um, I guess you know we we've this is a pretty long episode. Uh, we were talking about potentially doing some Q and A. I'm I'm totally open to doing some. Uh, if if folks have any pressing questions, but otherwise, I I think that that's almost a good spot to 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 wrap things on. Maybe we'll do something after 
after we finish recording here. But um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, this is this has been a really fun episode, guys. I'm glad that we got to do it. I, I hope everyone's excited for the stuff that we have coming this year. Um, like I said, we've got a lot of really exciting stuff coming on Patreon. We've got some really cool guests that are going to be on the main feed. Um, and we're going to try to do, I guess, more interactive things if possible try to do more with with the goodreads group try to do more with the discord might not be running dungeons and dragons for people but uh definitely going to try to do some more fun stuff um just live hangouts and and everything and i hope that i'm glad that people are showing up to our live recordings because it's really fun to have people in the chat um just goofing with us as we get through this thing so i don't know do you guys have any any last thoughts before we wrap up here i just uh was kind of impressed going through those questions, the sheer amount of content we've produced over the past five years. It's, uh, we really like, yeah. all give ourselves a big pat on the back for, uh, keeping this up weekly, which is pretty impressive. Plus all the bonus stuff. It's, it's, it's great. And it makes me feel like maybe it hasn't been a waste of my time. <laughs> you know, I've contributed something to the show. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. And that makes sense why Xander looks so much older now than he did five <laughs> years ago. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I also forget that these, uh, that some of the titles of this show are just ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you for reminding me of that because I think that I'm really funny. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I typically, though, the funnier t- titles are usually come from Xander when he's editing. So um, we'll see what he comes up with this one if he's not, you know, screaming and yelling in my ear about how long the episode is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. Uh, you know, thanks for for joining us today for for the episode today. I really, I really appreciate it. You guys, the three of you, sitting down and talking with me today, and everyone on the Discord. Like I said, you know, let's uh, we're gonna wrap things up here. I guess you can follow us all on Twitter. You can follow follow Brian at Brianhead. You can follow Paul at Ohio Polly, and you can follow Kate at Kate Elfier on Twitter. You can follow me at Mike Rappin, and you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at IRCB Podcast. Um, yeah. This episode first aired on Patreon and is possible because of our wonderful patrons. Join today for exclusive series like the IRCB Movie Club, Saga of Saga, and more. Join now at patreon.com slash IRCB podcast. And if you haven't already, please take a second to rate our show. I think five stars would be a good rating. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Doing that really helps spread the word about the show and get us more listeners. You can also join our IRCB Discord community to chat about comics and more, and also listen to live episodes like this one as we record. You can do that at ircbpodcast.com slash discord. And it helps a lot if you tell your friends or maybe even your local comic shop about the show. Infinity Shred is the best band in the universe. They do all of our music. We can't thank them enough for letting us use their music over the years. Uh, Xander is a fantastic editor, a great friend, just a, a nice person to be around, and we can't thank him enough for all the time and effort that we he put in. I mean, we didn't say it early in the show. Maybe we should have, but goddamn, he did so much for us this year, um, and we really, really appreciate that he's he put so much time and effort into into making this show sound fantastic. Um, I want to say thanks to Brian, Kate, and Paul for being on this episode. Thanks to everyone hanging out with us on the Discord. Danny, Aaron, Jeff, Nick. Uh, you guys are amazing. Um, we really appreciate everyone else who's hanging out with us on the Discord and can make it to all of our hangouts and stuff. So until next time, um, let's look forward into to a, an amazing year. Uh, I'm really excited to see what we do in the sixth year of IRCB. And just remember, the comics are good, and so are you. <laughs>